Hey guys, welcome to the Marriage Millennials Podcast. It is Labor Day, September 3rd. To our seasoned listeners, thanks for listening again. And if you're new, hello there. We're your hosts, Rochelle. And Samuel Shoyola. We're the creators of MarriageMillennials.com, which is a blog that discusses God's design for family, teaches millennials to honor Christ before marriage, and prepares them for family. We like to give some clarity to the blog and podcast with the following disclaimer. We do not address specific issues about marriage at this time. Instead, our current focus is teaching millennials to honor Christ before a spouse and with one while preparing them for family if that is a current desire they have. All right, and before we get started, as always, I want to tell you where you can keep the combo going with us after the end of the podcast, as well as some housekeeping for the site. This will be posted on the site, marriageformillennials.com, so if you have any questions, feel free to comment below on that post, or you can also visit the Facebook page, backslash MFMillennials. Rose's Twitter and IG handle are Rochelle Shayol, and mine is Samuel Shayol. So feel free to follow and talk with us there as well. Also, the podcast is on iTunes. Subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. Just type Marriage for Millennials in the iTunes search bar and it will pop up for you. Last thing, if you've been following or even if you haven't, um, there are a ton of cool things on the site still um, from books to free courses, products, and more. So feel free to check those out as well. Alrighty, guys, let's jump in. Well, hello. <laughs> it feels so good to hear this microphone sound again. Like, I missed it. It's been a minute. Well, hello, guys. Um, we are back. Um, back to give you guys some podcasts, as well as just bring the site back all together. Um, if you haven't known by our intro, we ran off and got married, y'all. Like, we are officially husband and wife. Got hitched. <laughs> um, as of August 11th, we um, became joined together under God and uh, legally by the state of Georgia. So, yes, um, we are officially married. Um, so, if you read this podcast title, then you know it's Meet the Shoyolas. Um, it's titled Meet the Shoyolas, How to Pronounce Our Last Name and Wedding Recap, but we've said it a couple of times. So that is Shoyola, like show your, show your love, but without the V and the E. Right? Am, is that right? Shoyola. Yeah. yeah, Shoyola. So obviously Sam's Nigerian, so um, it is a Nigerian last name. Tell me what it means again. Or tell the listeners what it means again. I don't know. No, you told me what what it meant last time. You know what? You said it meant like something like I know your middle name means my crown has come. Something about a golden warrior or or, something. No, I thought it was like wealth or something. No, that's my middle name, which is my crown has come. I don't know about Shoyola. Okay, well. We tried it. Um, so, yes. Um, Editing that part out. We're not. Um, meet, meet the Shoyolas, right? So that's the title of this podcast today. Um, we want to talk about, like I said, all things wedding and just how marriage has been for us thus far. Um, want to start with why we took some time off? I know my reasons, but do you have like some others? I mean, for the most part... Um... There are some career changes that are happening. There's also been the wedding planning. The wedding plan has been like a huge thing. 
I mean, we hit the ground running and just like everything that goes with it in regards to just the work, the saving, the budgeting, everything into it is, it's, it's, it's wild, it's wild. Even uh, between Rochelle and the wedding planner, they had quite the extensive dialogue every day about things that needed to get handled. Yeah, I was like, um, after we got engaged, um, we, you know, like he said, hit the ground running in regards to wedding planning. And like, I knew for certain, I was like, this is becoming overwhelming. So we wanted to take some time off just to kind of focus on that, mainly because we had a huge guest count. Like I think even though it's kind of small in regards to a Nigerian wedding, but um, we had a huge guest count. Our guest count was about 230 people. So it yeah. was a lot of um, people to manage. I think 14 extra showed up too, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, it was a lot of people to manage. And, you know, with our bridesmaids and bridal party, it was just a lot. And so, you know, I think we're the we're both equally intro extroverts. So we're like, you know, a lot of people after a while take a lot out of us. So we had to just kind of be like, you know what? Let's take a backseat on MFM real quick, get married, and jump back in. Exactly. exactly. Yep. Um, so that was one reason. Um, another reason, I think for the both of us, but definitely for me, is like ironic as it sounds, um, I think we wanted to spend our last single days together, if that makes any sense. Like just knowing that this is our last time, you know, being single, we just wanted to take that time just to kind of reflect, prepare on how we could be better spouses for each other. Um, and we didn't really want to put so much time into MFM during that time because it's a crucial time, right, before you um, take those vows. So that's another reason. It's an intimate thing, right? Like it's something like, you know, a lot of YouTubers even talk about, like when it comes to podcasting or YouTubing, like these things are, are things that you're pouring your very private moments into your fan base, into your into your your subscription base, or whoever it might be, and those last moments with your spouse as single, you know, you just kind of want to experience those together, and then you know when you get when you get married, then you hit the get back on the hamster wheel. So you just want to make sure that you're uh, you're taking some time for yourself. Yes. Um. So that was what we did. And we planned and we planned and we planned and we planned and then the wedding day came and went. <laughs> it did. So, um, did it go fast for you? Yeah, uh, it went too fast for the amount of money that we spent. <laughs> it was like way, way too fast. It was like, I mean, I blinked my eyes and we were at the reception. Like, it was that quick. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of those things where... It's funny, like, when, when me and Ro kind of looked at it, we were like, the wet, weddings are not really for the bride and the groom. Oh, like, no. Not at all. It's like a total show for your guests. Yes, it's, for your guests. What do you want? For your parents. For bragging rights for certain people. For other people to have reason to critique you, whatever like that, in whatever critical way they might be. It's for so many other reasons other than the enjoyment of the bride and groom. Yeah. But we still enjoyed that night but it just went by so quick 
Yeah. Uh, for me, it's weird. Like, every time we have this conversation with people, Sam always says, it went by so fast. But for me, I felt like it was dragging on. Like, and I'm what I mean by that is we had an evening wedding. So the wedding didn't start until 6. So the whole day, you know, we're kind of getting ready. They're doing, for me, they're doing hair and makeup early. And, you know, at a certain point, I'm just like, I just want to marry my man. Like, you know, like... Can we hurry up? Can we get into limo? Can we do this? Um, and so in the beginning, it was dragging. But once we got, once the ceremony was over and we got to the reception, oh, it went by super fast. It, it, it definitely went by fast. But we had so much fun just, like, seeing all your friends and family there. Like, you know, it was just a huge reunion and, um, you know, changing into our Nigerian clothes and just, just the culture and everybody just, you know, celebrating us. It was such a good time. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Yep. Um, so we want to talk about just wedding planning, like, even more. How did that go? What were some lessons that you you learned? Just please make sure that, oh, let me, I'll start from the beginning. So, like, let's say, like, in choosing the venue, right? Like, mm -hmm. when you choose the venue, keep a couple things in mind before you choose the venue. You want to ask certain questions and stuff like that. But, like, overall, just, like, keep your price low because the venue is the least of your... It's, almost, it's, almost, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an expense, don't get me wrong, but, like... When it comes to everything else. Like. Yeah, it's like the least of your worries. And so many other things will like pop up at the last minute. Yep. And yeah, you kind of just got to weigh the cost. Like, do you want a really nice place that you don't have to decorate? Or do you want a place that's not so nice that you have to decorate? Money's kind of going either one way or the other. Sometimes you get an awesome venue that kind of like does both. You don't really have to transform it that much um for i think for our liking georgia is kind of georgia needs to get some better venues or at least some better venues that aren't like fifty thousand dollars um so um but we um picked our venue we loved it we really had two options and by we i mean me so really had like two options on where we wanted to go um the first one ended up being too far um and so we ended up with our ceremony choice um yeah I would say that you're right I would also say that if you decide to get a planner um just make sure you guys are on this one one accord we had a great planner um she was able to just kind of I got you like I know what is gonna happen next etc etc so it was good also just know what kind of bride you are um and know what your venue requires. Like, our venue required that we had a planner. So there was no way around that. Um, but, you know, if you have a venue that doesn't really care, if you're, like, a super detailed, hands-on bride like I was, I was super annoying, I'm sure, um, maybe you don't need a planner. Maybe you just need a day of coordinator um, just to kind of help see facilitate the actual day. Um, so just kind of weigh those costs and see what, you would rather because you know planners they 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 they're not they're not free or or cheap i would say i would also add that like if diy do it yourself on certain things like yeah are, certain things that are they can become ridiculously expensive and I, there's certain things i just didn't realize were so expensive to do 
Yeah. But like, be be willing to put in the work. Um, husbands uh, or uh, fiancés, I should say, uh, getting ready to be husbands. Yeah, just be willing to like you know put on put a little labor in to get certain things done, that way that they can have those things ready. Um, if you want to cut costs in certain areas, because there are certain there are some things that you'll notice are available online for you to go ahead and do. You know what I'm saying? It's a little bonding time too. I mean, me and Ro, we had a little little fun doing some things as arts and craftsy types of things yep. with each other for the wedding as well. Yep, yep, yep. Especially getting down to the final wire. Um, if I could add anything else, um, one thing I did like was that our planner, um, we kind of customized our, the vendors that we wanted to use, but we did like the fact that our photographer, DJ, and planner knew each other and had worked together. Um, so that was really nice. Our photographer was amazing. Like she just kind of pretty much knew how to direct me and knew how to, knew how to direct Sam and his guys, um, us together. The videographer was awesome. Like their turnaround time was amazing too. The DJ had everybody on the dance floor, um, you know, including myself. It was just an amazing time. Shout out to the DJ. Yeah. Everybody really loved him. Um, so that was great. Um, yeah, man, I think that wedding planning is like the first trial that you go through, like before, as, as, you know, as a pre-married couple, right? Um, it's just so much, it's such a crucial time. There's so many things going on, family, different personalities, finances. It's like so many things that you have to pretty much come together as one, even before you are one and just say, this is what we're doing. We're not budging on this. This is what we want. We're not budging on this. This It's what we're not doing. Um, this is what we're not paying, you know, um, things like that. So, um, it's awesome. And then even at the same time, learn to give a little bit of grace in the sense of like, while you have set your standards as far as you need to be firm in that, you need to set your standards with your wedding planner and with your different vendors and stuff like that as far as mm-hmm. from what you want. But on the wedding day, just like I was given a really good piece of advice by um, my best man and his wife, just like literally expect everything to go wrong so that anything that goes right, you're appreciative of it. So like, you know, just but a bride's but, worst, yeah, just, worst advice ever. Right, right, right. Literally, bride brain explodes when you say those words. Just yeah. act like everything is gonna crash and burn. What? <laughs> yeah. Exactly, but um, I, I just set low expectations for yourself at the very end, so that you can enjoy the evening and you're not so uptight about every little thing that went wrong. You have to think about it from the point of view of the guests. Mm-hmm. The guests don't know anything about the order of anything. Yeah. So to them, even your mess ups can be hidden because. They don't know. Yeah. So. Yep, yep. And your vendors will kind of tell you that too. Like, just let the let it go. Like, we, yeah. we got you. We do this all the time. So, yep, yep, yep. But um, like I said, um, the day came and went. Um, how was the morning of, from your perspective, like, what were you doing? I know we called each other a couple of times, but of course we didn't see each other. But um, what were you guys doing? How were you feeling? Man, me and the fellas, we were just basically talking about life in general. A couple of them are already married, and they were talking about um, their married life, as well as um, uh, some of them have kids, and they were talking about that, so it was good to hear great perspectives on that. And they even gave me a little bit of advice, you know, like as far as like, hey man, you know, when you have your first kid and you and Ro get started, you, you, 
there's a couple things I'm going to tell you off the bat you're going to go through no matter what. And uh, there was that. And then um, everybody was telling me I was way too calm. So typically for me and my boys um, at various other weddings, there are bets that are made on if the, if the groom is going to cry or not. And, you know, of course, they were looking at me like, this dude Sam is way, way too calm. I'm usually the boisterous one. I'm the one who's the loudest, laughing it up, joking, you know, just very, very kind of lively. Mm-hmm. But I was very calm, cool, and collected. And they were like, man, I think this dude's going to cry. And uh, sure enough, if any Oh, baller of the century. <laughs> this guy was crying through ceremony, his vows, his first dance. Like, he was just crying. Were you nervous yeah, before man, you saw um, me? I'm typically not that nervous when it comes to speaking in front of crowds. You know, I do this on Sundays, typically, at my... Um, church that I was attending and I thought I was going to be fine but it, it was when you came out of the door and I was mm-hmm. like yo that's my wife like <laughs> and then it just hit me so it was a it was, it was a nice little um it was a it was a great little moment that I just like chills came down my arm and you know um I had to tell my best man to give me his handkerchief that he had in, his, in a pocket <laughs> Cause I didn't want to be all too messed up when I was in front of you at the moment, but uh. Oh yeah, well, man. the videographers captured it, so I will <laughs> forever use it in my back pocket. But, but um, <laughs> yes, for me, um, me and my girls. So I had, of course, I gave them gifts when they got there, and they loved it. Of course, some of my bridesmaids they were crying. We also were just cracking jokes the whole time. Like oh, it was really? just such a good like time because you know most of my girls the only one that's married was my matron of honor um so everybody else is you know single i'm kind of the first one out of the group getting married so didn't really have much like advice going on but it was just like a really really good girl time um you know while we getting our hair and makeup done just kind of telling each other how beautiful we all looked and stuff like that and it was just really, really fun. Um, it was a really, really good time, um, especially when um, our photographer started taking shots of us together. Like we just started having fun, and she was directing us on how to laugh and all that stuff. So that was fun. It was really, really fun, 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 fun. Um, but enough of that. Um, we are married and living together and all that jazz. Um, how has that been for you? As far as marriage itself? Yeah. It's been great so far, honestly. Like, um, it's been a little bit of, like, cloud nine type of space. You know, yeah. there's not been... Well, that's a, here's the thing, because we haven't really talked to them about, like, what we did up to this point. And, and what I mean by that is, like, the, the preparation of of life, of married life, right? So, mm-hmm. like, we did all this um, counseling together that really helped us on just, like, how we relate with one another, how mm-hmm. we love on one another, and how we talk to one another in love. And, you know, not it's, it's not a question of uh, if you're going to argue, but when you argue, how do you do it? You know, stuff yeah. like that. And we've just really learned to be more and more, um, I guess you'd just say Christ-like in, in the sense of being selfless, not always wanting your, <clears throat> not always wanting your way in every situation it's not necessary and do you have to sin to get your way you know stuff like that so in this moment the three weeks i guess almost that we have under our belts Mm -hmm. 
you know, um, I ain't trying to sound an expert or nothing. But, you know <laughs> but counseling uh, sessions, I'll say it right now. I'm just kidding. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> just right. kidding. But, but um, um, yeah, we, our counselors were very um, pretty much they stood firm in the fact that they were like, we're going to give you counseling advice, but it's going to be biblically centered. Like, we're not going to give you these random books on love. No shot, you know, no shade to all of the amazing relationship authors out there. But they were like, we know all of our books that we're going to give you to read, all of our articles are going to be Christ-centered. Um, and they said that from day one. Um, and they told us, we'll tell you if we don't think you're compatible for marriage, we'll let you know. Um, they gave us this book, Tying the Knot. I uh, don't remember the author's name. Do you remember? Um, yeah, if I, I don't remember. I think Sam may have it. Um, but it was a great book. And it felt, I felt like when we were reading it, it felt like everything we were going through at that time, it was like the next chapter. So like if we would fuss, the next chapter would be like how to better communicate. Like it, I was like, this is right on time. So it was really, really good and awesome. We got to talk to about, talk about many things with them um, and stuff like that. So if you guys are um, in your in an engaged area of your life or um, maybe newly married, um, tying the knot by... Rob. Green. by rob green thank you um is a great book that i would suggest reading not too hard not too much heavy material but still material that's like um really good and really sound um so that was good but um for me i would have to say the same i mean it's been pretty much um I think when we first got married, we were, like, so, like, I just want to be so nice to him and nice to her. Like, we were just so nice to each other. And I think we still are. It's been really fun. Um, It's been a lot of cleaning, a lot of moving. I mean, you know, that's how it is when you, oh, yeah. like. She's, she's beautifying the nest. Yeah, that's that's how it is when you get married. You're like, oh, yeah, you're going to be doing all this fun stuff. And it's like, yeah, but you're going to be doing a lot of administrative work, too, to your home. Throwing out um, all my man cave stuff. Can you name one thing I've thrown out? Kidding me? No, go ahead. Exactly. I haven't haven't thrown out one thing of yours. I haven't thrown one thing of yours. Oh gosh, don't don't let Sam lie to you. I got some. Um, I ain't gonna lie. I have like a. I'm I'm a hoarder basically, and um, so clothes that went out of style like five years ago. They still in my closet. They would still be on his body if I didn't <laughs> stop him. So, so she done, she's bagged everything up. You know what I'm saying? And 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 that that's good. I think it's great. Um, everybody in that aspect, you know, your wife is just going to make you ten times better in that aspect, and many in many other aspects as well. Yep. So it's been a lot of cleaning, a lot of moving, uh, a lot of Disney musicals as of this week. <laughs> hey. hey man, love, love, love make you think of Disney songs for some reason. Sam has literally been reciting word for word Disney musicals and serenading me with them in the morning before work. <laughs> and you know, I'm just like, if this is what marriage is about, I think we'll be okay. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, pretty much. But that's what marriage has been so far these past couple of weeks. Um, just adjusting and just kind of getting, um, getting used to our new roles. Where there's another podcast coming in a couple weeks talking about roles specifically. So not going to get too much into that today. Um, but um, it'll be coming in the next couple of weeks. Um. 
how does marriage make you feel though? Like, cause I feel secure. It changes the way that I have looked at you in the past. Cause like in the past, it's like you know, and I don't mean to make it sound like that, but there's a there's just it. People always say marriage doesn't change nothing but your name, but like. I think if you take it seriously, it mm-hmm. changes a lot more than your name. Yeah. Like the girl that, you know, you weren't necessarily responsible for everything when it comes to her prior to saying I do. But now that you have like and you've combined everything as far as under, you know, one uh, financial heading and stuff like that. And you just you're taking on all these different responsibilities. Yes, that lady, it changes everything. The way that you look at her anything that could come in that that could put her in harm's way like you're thinking about all those things you know typically maybe you would have let her you know go and do this or go out and do that but like you're thinking of all the different ways possibly that you can guard her and that's why I, I just believe that that's more so a reality for me yeah um and that protection that you have in your you know in your brain I'm constantly thinking of me it's something that makes me secure like it's weird like it's like this switch I heard I've heard that a switch comes on when you become a wife and another switch comes on when you become a mom and so I guess the first switch for me has turned on so I'm just literally like this is who I am I'm Mrs. Shoyola you know like there's a certain respect that I'm, I am due, you know, and just that security of knowing that if anything happens in our life, Sam and I will be able to, you know, it's me, him and I against the world will be able to see it through. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Also, I feel secure in regards to MFM because a lot of um, the some of the feedback that we got, especially from, I guess, the older folks were like, how can you have a a business called Married for Millennials and you're not married. And it's like, well, booyah, now we are. So, <laughs> so, um, but, um, yes, so that's another thing. But, um, of course, this does not mean we're going to start giving out married advice because, I mean, we've been, we've been married for all of two seconds. Um, so I, I don't think that's our, that's our calling uh, just yet. Um, just yet. But we will still talk about things that, um, you know, come up things that we're going through in our process right now. Just kind of those, you know, like, I, again, we said those administrative things that you got to do when you first, you know, kind of live under one roof and just kind of do life together. So we'll still talk about that. Um, We don't really feel like, you know, people always say, oh, well, I've only been married for one year. I can't give any advice. And the person for five years is like, I can't give any advice. And the person for 10 years is like, I can't give any advice because there's someone who's been married for 25 years. And it's like, if you have good advice and good sound, like, you know, words to say, yeah. say it, you know? Yeah, so, feel free. Like, yeah. Everybody's going to, there's always going to be a detractor. Even for the person who's been married for a quarter century, there will be someone who will always come behind and say, but are they really happy though? Right. It's like, dude, like, we're in 2018, and you think that, like, the guy or the girl, if they, it, it's not always, we, and we talked about this before, right? We talked about this before on another podcast about, is everything about my happiness, my happiness right then and there? Yes, it is good to be happy, but it's good to be happy because you are honoring God. You see what I'm saying? And, and I think that um, once we kind of get back into that realm of things, 
in regards to like when people start saying to themselves, you know what, God has given me given me um, experience, and I've learned from these experiences, and I can say these things, and I can boldly say these things, and. I know I'm surrounded by brothers and sisters that if I'm in error, they'll they'll correct me. Right, and then in all, and of course, in all things, we use wisdom. So, like we said, we're not you know calling ourselves marriage counselors at this time. No, um, we still have to earn some more stripes. Um, but you know, if there are people who are you know younger than us, who maybe they're getting ready to be married. Why can't we give them sound advice and, you know, prevent them from making mistakes that we may have made? You know, it reminds me of, because um, Ro and I, we started this um, series, this, this preaching series on the Songs of Solomon. Mm-hmm. And, like, Song of Solomon was literally a preaching series on, it's like this newlywed couple, right? And it's certain segments, because it's, it's almost like a play, right, if you, if you kind of read it in the way that it's, the way it's structured. And there were certain segments in which the groom or the bride would say to the young ladies and the young men, this is a great thing. Like this, I'm newly married to this lady and the, the passion that we have between each other, the love that we have between each other is amazing. Wait for this. Like don't give it up early. Wait for this. And that's a newlywed couple giving advice, you see what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. to these people who are not married. And and it's okay to give just the little that you do know and and, and impart that to the people who are, are, you know, trying to hear and see what what they can glean before they do make that big step. Yeah, because, I mean, I think above all else, it's just really a defense mechanism. It's just a defense mechanism so that everyone can say, well, I have no advice because if I do it wrong, I don't want to feel ashamed when someone sees me make a mistake. Right. And so um, that's really what it is because there's no way. And you can, me personally, I grow like um, somewhat, I would say I grow fast um, mentally. So like I can literally not be the same person that I was last year. There's always something that I learn in some area of my life. Not completely, of course. I still struggle with certain things. But, like, there are certain... Maybe one year God is teaching me, you know, wisdom or discretion or, um, you know, something in my friendships or something in my relationships or something in, 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 you know, communication. Something. Yeah. So in one of those things, I'll learn it completely. And the next year, there are certain mistakes I just won't make anymore because I've learned the lesson. Yeah, you just mentioned so, all three ways that you learn. Yes, yeah, so, so there's no way you can tell me that in a year you can't give anyone anything. Yeah. And let alone five years, let alone ten years. Yeah. No. So Sam and I, we've just, this is something that, um, you know, we love to do. And so, of course, we will use wisdom. But if there's anything that we have to say that we feel is sound doctrine, um, we um, we will say it as advice, and you know we but we also open up the floor to be corrected if we need to be. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, so uh, I think that's it for this podcast. Um, we wanted to make this really kind of chill. Um, we just wanted to come up on here and pretty much let you know we're back and we know what we've been doing. Talk to you a little bit about wedding planning and just kind of, you know, wrap it up. I think in the weeks to come, our um, topics will be a lot more detailed, a lot more meaty. Um, um, but we figured we just ease you in um, slowly with 
us coming back after um a long period of time so back baby (laughs) all righty guys take care bye all right guys just wanted to come again and let you know that this is going to be posted on the site marriagemillennials.com so if you have any questions feel free to comment there our IGs are Rochelle Ham and Sam's is Samuel Shoyola. That is S A M U E L S O Y O O L A. He's finally on Instagram, y'all. I finally got him on Instagram. So go follow him, please. So, yeah. Um, also, the podcast is on iTunes. So, subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. Just type in the Millennials, uh, Mansion Millennials in the iTunes search bar and it'll pop up for you. Also, just want to give props to all the music on this podcast. The first song you hear is Set Me Free by Myron Butler. Second song you hear is Drowning by KB. Listen to the lyrics. Love them. If you love them as much as we do, purchase them. We do support Christian artists, and we hope that you do too. Alrighty, guys. Take care. Bye.